what's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. How have you been, brother? I'm doing all right. You know, the best I can over here. Yo, yo. Arturo. Que paso, amigo? What's up? Not much, man. Arthur, this is Brendan. Brendan, Arthur. Nice How to meet you, you Alive you and well. Too. It's good to see both of you. It's been a minute. Yeah, Sebastian. Life's a little kooky, but look at what we're doing, man. We're making man. the best. It was so funny, like, when you reached out, Arthur, about what happened to you, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I had, did a podcast with Brendan way back in the day when he was talking about, like, the yeah. same situation. And so I figured, you know, I, both of you guys are hilarious. And uh, I'm willing to pimp out my trauma, no questions asked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. I'm good, man. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm glad to hear it. You have four kidneys in a year right now, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What Happened to You. Today, I've got two stand-up comedians who I've known for quite some time now, actually. Brendan Ryan and Arthur Rezian. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank oh, you happy to be here. Me, the idea for this podcast, for What Happened to You, actually came from the first podcast I ever did, which was with Brendan Ryan. Yeah. Chris Mariboli, shout out. We just got right into molestation, like pretty much immediately. <laughs> It was probably three months into doing stand-up, and you guys were nice enough to have me on, and it just became this really cool discussion about everything that happened with you, Brendan, and Chris, and it was all different types of experiences, but it was just like this sort of like immediate comfort level that was attained by like all of us just being willing to like share what happened to us without any sort of shame or remorse or anything, and it was just like, I don't know, it was a very fun experience and i didn't really i didn't know what to expect but i just uh it, it was such a good feeling that was a lot of fun I, I, if i remember yeah. correctly i think we did it we did like an open mic and then we went to like some restaurant and just threw microphones right. on the table that right. sounds awesome <laughs> yeah it was great there was something about being in, in like an empty restaurant everything just flows you know you just you feel like you're a lot we were in a booth like yeah. it just worked that's uh, right. And then I think we did it. We did it again on the other podcast too. Yes. So we continued the conversation, and I'm glad to continue it on your podcast now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think what you guys are describing is a trauma bonding, and yes, that's awesome. That's right. It is trauma bonding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's very real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been kind of a universal thing. Like, I mean, whenever you are willing to talk about what happened to you, like people just feel okay sharing whatever happened to them. So that's been the theme of the podcast. And it's just, it so happens that both of you have had very similar experiences. So Brendan, if you want to kick it off. So yeah, I've had, uh, I was born with one kidney. It was a pelvic kidney. So it was like sort of born in the front of me. Uh, it was, my kidney was in the front, you know? And, uh, <laughs> You're about to go medical, but then you went, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know. <laughs> then you went long shortman. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as luck would have it, that kidney didn't work so well. So when I was about 13, I guess that's when I, I found out I was going to probably have to need a kidney transplant. And then I didn't get one until I was like six, until I was 16, until I was like 16. I didn't wow. get my, my first kidney transplant. I, I was 16 uh, and I got that one from my mom and I had that for 10 years. And then I got the next one from my dad. Uh, and, and here I am today. That's, That's my wild. story uh, in a nutshell. <laughs> we can yeah. break it open more if you want. Yeah. Right. Can I jump in here? Can I Please. lay my... So I believe three years old, diagnosed with atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome. I don't know what that is. Don't ask me. I just know the name of it. So six years old, get my dad's kidney. 
that lasted a 10 years and then uh got my mom's kidney that's going on 14 years and still have it so wow so we're flipped on the parentals and uh a similar timeline and freaking yeah we're both kidney boys i love this dude i'm excited <laughs> like forget about the podcast i'm just excited to meet somebody else with two kidney transplants another kidney boy from the parent right like it's exactly <laughs> oh man the, so the <laughs> 10 years for the first one, too. What is about the 10-year mark? I don't know, man. I don't know. Daddy only lasted me 10, bro, but, but he went strong. He <laughs> wow, went strong, strong for a while. Years. Yeah. Damn. So Dude, what that's, was, that's what, pretty cool. That's, Sorry. That's, no, not at all. That's, it's, it's just, like, wild to – because is this, like is, – is it pretty common, like, to need a second kidney after getting the first one replaced? Yes. Or not – I don't know about common, but so the science is you're putting a foreign thing in your body, right? So just like a disease, et cetera, your body will try to reject it, you know, and the meds are only advanced so far and they can only do so much. And then eventually your body's like, no, I'm better than that. They start rejecting the, the kidney. So you need the other parent and then you start needing siblings and people from Mexico and all kinds of crazy shit. So. Right. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> so, hey, Sebastian, how are your kidneys? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be collecting one from each of you pretty soon here. They might have to, uh, what, what? <laughs> so that's how it works. Listen, I did your podcast. You owe me a favor. Exactly. <laughs> equivalent actually right. that is of equal value yeah. yeah just before we continue arthur i don't know if you can hear it brandon but it's like a little bit uh delayed I with think, arthur i think so yeah it's a little delayed i i mean i don't want to i don't want to speak bad about another kidney transplant <laughs> <laughs> it seems like your computer stinks we're kidney brothers dude. hey i built this thing myself don't freaking, come on i don't know what's worse my, your my, computer function or your, uh, your renal function, function. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. wow you got me don't sweat it we'll we'll be fine Come uh, on, you can work it in post, Sebastian. You, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll smooth it out in post. Dude, that is that is wild, though. So what was what was it like when you first realized that you had to get a new one? Because you were both relatively young. I remember my uh, – there's, there's like a thing called creatinine, um, and my numbers kept kind of raising slowly, and I was fairly healthy, and I felt fine. But um, it got to the point where, you know, you, you do your, your – I was going, I guess, a few months, every few months I would see my doctor. And I, I remember I was working and I got the call and they're like, you know, you're either, you know, they started talking about dialysis. Now, Arthur, have you ever been on dialysis? Yes, I have. You have? Yes, so I, I have. never have. So how did you go three years from finding out you probably needed one to getting one? Well, they, they sort of, I, I guess they, they knew it wasn't uh, working. They tried, to, I, I had, I took some medication when I was young, like that, some kind of, they were going to add eh, this will help him out, but it never really worked. Um, I guess they That's sort of saw the writing on the wall. Interesting. Cause uh, well, with the meds, my grandma made me drink beet juice and I'm sure that did absolutely nothing. Wow. I never <laughs> mind. Yeah. It's, it's nothing. I found uh, this out recently. So I did another podcast about kidney transplants. That's, that's my thing. <laughs> that's my thing now, you know, my comedy is all right, but so let's hear about it. Out, problems. It out. So I, I talked to my dad and my dad told me, um, 
around that time when I guess when I was around, you know, a few years before my first transplant, the hospital actually wanted me to go on dialysis before they were under the belief that I wouldn't appreciate the kidney or something if I didn't go on dialysis. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It was weird. I don't know. My, my you got to earn this fucking kidney, bro. You, can't, you yeah. got to earn it. I was very lucky that my parents were both matches. So like, we were like, well, we're going to do this now. Like my health was starting to, I, I wasn't feeling great. I remember I was a kid. So like, I remember like playing sports and not like, I was just like kind of sleepy all the time, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember being 16 or 15 around that time and saying, let's do it this summer. And I don't know, we were, and we did, we, my parents told the doctor, like, this is, we're going to do this now because I'm not going to put my son through dialysis if we can do a kidney transplant now. But I thought it was interesting that that was their way of looking at it. I kind of get it. Like, you don't know who you're dealing with. As a kid, you could be a disaster. And, like, uh, you don't want somebody to ruin a kidney. So Mm -hmm. I never had to deal with it. What is is that like? Because I always – I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid I'm going to have to do it one day, dialysis. Oh, uh, it sucks a lot. Yeah. Um. It's analogous to chemo in that you're there all the time or frequently rather. For me, I lost 30 pounds on it or something like that. Uh, My hair was falling out. But like I've heard people describe chemo as like the feeling of battery acid going through your veins. Mm. Mm -hmm. You don't get that with dialysis. You do not. So we're we're like the soft core version of, of chemo. But do you feel weird as when it's happening? What is it? So explain what is dialysis? It, it like filters the blood through a machine, right? Yes, it does. There's a freaking machine that does the job that your kidneys should have done. And uh, it, like my hours, my sessions were like four hours. And I just watched Married with Children the whole time. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I got an odd crush on Al Bundy. It's freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something happened. Yep. There he goes again. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to go no web, no webcam then. Yep. That's... No. All right. Keep the picture or whatever, man. It's fine. You know what? They don't want to see my ugly mug anyway. Shaved for this and everything. But... <laughs> all yeah, it's all good. So you're talking about dialysis and it's the bitchy version of chemo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's funny for me to like just hear about these experiences because I, you know, I really don't know anything about it, but I know the impact that joking about your experience can have in terms of making it easier to talk about. So yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, like, when did you first start making jokes about what happened to you? And what was that like for whoever would like to answer? Um, <laughs> Always Brandon. Always I Brandon. started, I think around the time that I met you or just around that time I started, like on stage, I started doing kidney transplant jokes. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I'm Sounds asking like you it. like you yeah. know my history. No, um, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, I, I do remember that actually, yeah. I remember doing it and you were th- there and you were like, that was really good. And it was like one of the first few times I'd started working out like doing kidney transplant jokes on stage. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it was it was really interesting because I found a lot of other people that had transplants. It's It's... You don't realize you say one thing and you think it's only you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all alone. This is really different. I'm, this is this is totally interesting. I'm 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 nobody. Nobody has gone through this experience, right? Mm-hmm. But then after yeah. the show, people would come up and be like, "That's crazy." You know, so and so. My my aunt had a kidney transplant. I had a kidney. Tra- I had a, a liver transplant. You'd meet all these people. Yeah. Um, so once I did it, it was pretty cool. It was like a really. I felt like I was in a different territory. You know, as far yeah. as telling jokes, because <laughs> it was like, it's hard to explain. I guess I don't have much to say. <laughs> how, many, how many years in did, did I you start, start making uh, kidney jokes? Yeah. Early, I guess maybe three to four years in. I do get a weird reaction sometimes when I bring it up. That's the other thing. I, I remember when I started doing kidney jokes, uh, people got, I felt like a weirdness in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I, you yeah. can kind of feel like people being like, "Oh, what's going on?" And I've never yeah. felt that before, you know. You know, uh, before the that reaction that I hate was a, most is the is oh oh yeah, there like, was the, that, oh no oh yeah, which is brutal. You never want to hear that, but it was <laughs> yeah. also you can feel people tense up in a way. Yeah, you know, it was weird when you start talking. And Sebastian, you've talked about stuff like that on stage, but not, mm-hmm. but you, your own issues. Yes, totally. Oh, it's oh a vibe. God. You get a vibe. I, yes. I don't know what it is. Yes, it's it's very interesting. It's it's you. Well, I think part of it is how relaxed you are when you're doing the material. That's the audience can tell if you're comfortable with what you're saying. And I think when you first start out, especially, it's so easy to see that like you're, you're just as shocked that you're talking about this stuff on stage as they are. And I think that that makes everybody feel less relaxed. And then over, over with time, you can sort of figure out how to present the material in a way that makes them feel like, okay, this, this guy's okay. I felt exactly the same way. And it was so weird after I would do molestation material initially and just like, you know, you, I generally bomb and then like get off stage and like, nobody wants to interact with you after you <laughs> talked about getting molested and oh, it wasn't man. funny. So no that was eye the- contact. Everybody just sort of looks away. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, exactly. And that was like why I was so thankful for you, Brendan and Chris was like, you guys, I mean, you were my first friends in comedy. It was so nice to have people that were just like, you got, you guys knew where I was at and you were willing to look past the fact that I had just bombed and just like, you know, it was- uh, Everybody bombs though, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Of, well, of course, of course. But at that time, it's like bombing is life or death. It's of like, course. like, it was just so, uh, it was so brutal. And you're laying your soul on the line with your material. material. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That is savagery, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, there's a difference yeah. when somebody's joking about, uh, you know, the, I had a crazy night last night, and you're talking about, you know, getting molested. It's it's a yeah. it's a different <laughs> it's a different TV show. What you're doing, it's yeah. the getting different molested avenue. all over again. It's crazy. yes, yes, it exactly. really is, dude. I, I respected you right from the get go from doing that though. You Thank know, and you, I Ed. people don't know how to react to that stuff, and that's what I was saying. Like with when I do kidney. Ch- transplant jokes uh on my thing like it, you just there's a weird energy nobody knows yeah. how to react do i laugh at this 
Right. And, but that's why it was like, I remember when I first saw you do the kidney material and I was like blown away just because it's like, it's so impactful. Like you can tell when somebody's talking about like something real rather than just like some, you know, just a fucking, you know, set up punchline, right? Like it's, it's actually a, who you are. It's a massive part of your upbringing and it's cool to see people bear that and just like fucking here's who I am, you know, and, and just be willing to kind of put it on the line. And it was, uh, yeah, I was so psyched when I first saw that material. It was so Thanks, dope. Man. What about you, Arthur? When did you start joking about it? I want to say pretty close to right away. You know, because it's like, I mean, I'm sure we're going to face this problem forever mm-hmm. as long as we're doing stand-up. But it's like, what the hell do I talk about? What is a premise that I could do? Yeah. And so for me, it just turned out like, well, you know what? I got this funky story. So let me lay this on the line. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I would say like six months. And dude, like I took my shirt off on stage and it's a mess, bro. It's a freaking mess. So if you bomb with your surgical scars, it's more <laughs> just faces of confusion and disgust oh. and just like, why is this guy doing this? Right. And <laughs> it's funny that you guys, like I have this, I guess, problem where like I'll meet another kidney transplanted person and I'll be like, ew, get away from me. Like, I don't want your, this is my thing. Like, I don't want yeah. to share this. It's like, I good. You, you got one too. Great. Like, I don't want to be in this sad kidney groove. Like, let's just all, you know, shake hands and part ways. But like, but again, it's just me being selfish and not wanting to face the truth, I guess, you know, cause I See? am a kidney boy to the core. So you mean like you, you don't want to be like roped into sort of like the sad aspect of it? Yeah. It's just, I don't, I just don't want this pity party. Yeah. This freaking, it's like, I don't want to be talking about this. So I don't want you to be talking to me about this. So like, let's just (laughs) all forget I said anything and just move (laughs) on. You know, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's, and, and, it's odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's similar with molestation, where you know, if <laughs> when people bring it up, it's the reaction is so often just like negative. Like people just feel so bad for you, and like you just it doesn't feel good to make people feel that way. So it's a lot easier yeah. to just not bring it up. But yeah. that's why it's like I feel like it's so important to have conversations like these and to be doing stand up about it because it's like you can show people like, hey, this doesn't happen to be this super negative thing i mean you can spin it however you want to it's all just based on your perspective but i completely empathize with that and yeah uh, and um as personal as it is it almost makes it general when you talk about it on stage it makes it impersonal almost you know yeah Yeah. it's like i'm throwing this stuff out to you guys you it's chew on it think about it like when you say it in your bit like this is your problem now you know, right. You that's about, yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's, like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and also as a comedian, like you were saying, Arthur, like if you have something that's unique to you, like you have to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, it's so hard to find like, like, let me find my own bits. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is so <laughs> unique to, to you. To, yeah. that, how could yeah. you not talk about it? 
Yeah. You know, how could you not? That's what we do. We <laughs> exactly. talk about ourselves. Exactly. And this we is the biggest the, thing in our lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how do these experiences impact the relationship with your guys' parents? Because that's obviously like a huge, you know, thing to be able to, to, to do for your kid. And obviously it's amazing that they were compatible. I know that that's like a big thing with, with kidneys, right? Is making sure you're a match and stuff. Yeah. Um, so what, what was that like? Was, were they, uh, were they psyched to, give you a kidney or was did you have to convince them a little bit i didn't have to convince them they no i i was you know i was i was a kid I, so they 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 were happy to do it i mean i don't know my my parents uh i think it's made me closer with my parents mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's a pretty unique bond to have yeah so um i i, I just feel like i'm super lucky but but you know Arthur has the same thing, so maybe I'm not so like you know, <laughs> you're not unique, bro. I'm not I'm not as yeah. not as different as I thought you're not I was. A snowflake, you're freaking human. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, but I have me, a great dude. relationship with my parents and um you know, it's something different than my friends have with their parents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's <laughs> I'm kind of a piece of shit kid in that like I just I just take them for granted. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, you'll, you'll give me a thousand kidneys. I know you will. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> let's not even think about it. But in all honesty, like it, it, uh, it's very deep. It's like, holy shit, next level. Cause dude, there are people that, that won't go through with it. There are people that won't receive the kidney and people that won't, uh, un- undergo the surgery to give, even though they're compatible, mm-hmm. you know, over like some, just anxiety or whatever it may be. And it's like, you're just going to opt for a dialysis for a decade. Like just, you know, go under the knife, fucking do it. So I'm just glad my parents, you know, no questions asked. Dude, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Do you have any kids, Brendan or Sebastian? No, I don't. No, me neither. Not that you know of, huh? (laughs) No, not not that I know of. (laughs) Uh, My point being is like, talk about narcissism, narcissism. We're in our heads all the time. But then when you have that more important than you thing walking around, I assume it's like, yeah, I'll get, I'll give him my kidney. I'll give him my fucking the I'll die for you type deal becomes very yeah. real, you know? Mm. So yeah, yeah I, I remember talking to, I, I had family over around that time. And I remember hearing like an uncle or somebody was like, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it for my kids. And it wasn't even a question with my parents, both yeah. of them. And also other people in my life, like my sister. And I, I've had friends that, that like in a minute I would give a kidney for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's pretty incredible because I don't know if I would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what right. you, it's, like, it's not my fault. Yeah. 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 I, I have to give you a kidney. What the I, I want my kidney. Yeah, <laughs> They're I'm going to keep, them. I'm, keep <laughs> them. I'm a conservative when it comes to kidneys. Like, yeah. I'm, listen, I, I, I like, I'm going to keep these babies with me, <laughs> but like I, it, it blows my mind uh, that, and you know, it's funny. So my first kidney transplant, I didn't appreciate it. Like it, it was like, it was like, yeah, all right, this is what you do. And I remember like the few years after it might've just been my age, you know, I was 16, 17, 18. I remember after or talking to my mother after I was a shitty kid after that. Like I didn't Mm. treat my mom the way she should. Like I was kind of a jerk. Uh, Not like, like, not like I wasn't being like, like, yeah, it's about time you gave me that kidney. (laughs) Yeah. 
I was just like, a, I was a dumb teenager, you know? So it took me a few years to like really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, of course, now. But I remember afterwards, after that first kidney transplant, I felt great. I felt better than I've ever had. And I was just, I was like, it was like almost like a new leash on life. Mm. And I remember my mom telling me leash. like, after, you know, after she gave me this kidney, I just turned into this nightmare of a person. Hmm. And it's weird. It might have just been the time, you know, when you're that age, but like, I didn't know. You were set it. free, baby. You were I was set, set free. free. Yeah. Did yeah. you, Arthur, did you feel uh, like crappy, like before your transplant? Do you remember feeling after the first transplant? Do you, did you feel like significantly better? So I was six years old when you I got were my young. first one. Yeah. So I don't remember okay. anything besides uh, – <laughs> I was about to make a molestation joke. Uh, <laughs> it is. One of the only places it's totally acceptable to do so. Where to do it. Oh, man. I was going to say, you don't remember anything and from six? Besides all the dicks. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, um, no, freaking – so I was 16 when I got my second – yeah. And I'm still in the same boat. Like I also, like I kind of currently, I mean, I appreciate it. Of course I'm sitting here talking about it. I'm an adult, but like, I don't act sick. You know what I mean? Like there, there are people that um, like, let me ask you this, Brendan, like with, with COVID going on, are you, cause we're, we're immunosuppressed. Yeah. Right? So we're more vulnerable, et cetera. Like, are you living your life a certain way? Are you on the quarantine vibe or like what's uh, your deal with it? I'm, I'm nervous in general. Cause I'm a nervous person. Uh-huh. So I'm as careful as I could, I can be, but I'm doing comedy shows. I'm hosting shows. I'm, right. I'm out. Uh, I am not a, I'm, a, I'm not that person either. I'm not, I don't act like I'm a sick person. I'm healthy. I feel fine. Just as good as the other person around me. Um, I, I'm not a sympathy case. I don't feel that way at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same page. I I am careful, but you know, I'm as careful as I can be. I have to live my life too. You know? Yeah. I'm not even careful. (laughs) Like I I went, dude, I went to Mexico. I went to Florida. I went to Las Vegas. I I went to Las Vegas to do five minutes of stand up comedy. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. So I guess I'm not being that careful either. I'm wearing a mask if that helps, but you know. I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. since you guys are both immunosuppressed, you get early access to things like vaccines, right? Oh, baby, the yeah, vaccine. I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid take to take it. that vaccine. Mother. Likewise, yeah. That's same. that's what I was gonna ask. Is like what? So let's say they came out with a vaccine that for COVID that was like, all right, this is uh, 95% effective or whatever. Which I the think number. they did. Is that is that established now? I think so. Yeah. Oh or, shit. So they say. So so you guys are both. Uh, what would be your what would be your take on that? I'm gonna wait. I wanna I wanna yeah. let the first group of people check it out, dude. I get nervous when I get a flu shot. I'm like I feel it in my <laughs> yeah. veins. I'm a freak, dude. I like I don't I don't do well with that stuff. So like, I I'm I'm afraid to do this right away. Mm-hmm. I just, I am, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a nervous person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Uh, I listen to a lot of Alex Jones. No, fucking, <laughs> right. uh, no, but you know, like I don't even get my flu shot regularly. And like, 
being kidney transplanted, you got to go to the dermatologist once a year. I don't even do that. Being chronically ill, you got to be doctor oriented, mm. but I'm just so not. Me neither. Yeah, I'm not saying, bro, but like, you know, I, is it is it better for our health? Are we screwing ourselves in the long run? Probably, but so I got the flu shot this year, the first year I got in the flu shot in many years, and I only got it because my dad made me. There you go. Because I was going to Vegas. He's like, at least get the flu shot. <laughs> my dad had to take me to the – cvs to get a flu shot he had to drive me he's like listen i know you're not going to do it by yourself so i'll take you let's go we'll do it together <laughs> the thing is they switched it out for the covid vaccine yeah exactly <laughs> oh god uh, and then the dermatologist i actually i'm fair skinned so i have like things on my i've had to get things removed from me but even that i don't keep up with mm, right i'm terrible i'm a terrible patient i feel like i've 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 been through all this stuff i don't want to deal with it Mm, I have friends, my sister being one of them, uh, is somebody that loves to go to the doctor. She has a headache. She goes to the doctor. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? That's funny. I'm like, I, I'm like, you're wasting your time. What are they going to say? Take an Excedrin? Mm. Like, I barely go. I have to be pulled out of my apartment to go to the doctor, which is probably a terrible thing to say. Yeah, no, we're guys, dude. That's how it goes. It's funny. You're the same way. We're, we're, we're yeah. very similar with that. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if that's a thing. Like, it's like, we've, we've seen enough. <laughs> let me ask you. Well, first of all, let me ask you, Sebastian, do you have any medical shenanigans going on? Um, I've had a bunch of concussions. I had, uh, <laughs> Why is that yeah, funny? I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had, I got them all, uh, in college when I was playing soccer and um wow the fruitiest concussion you could get (laughs) yeah yeah, i know (laughs) people don't really uh yeah football football yeah that's right that's right it's uh it's interesting i i didn't i've i'm trying to be less i I feel like the more paranoid i am about it the more likely i am to get hit in the head like when i was in college like i was constantly worrying about it and it felt like that just made more concussions happen and yeah just uh so i'm trying to not worry about it so much but but I am definitely paranoid about them just because it's so easy to get them the more you get. Um, but I haven't really had any sort of lasting, I haven't had any like surgeries in, in the sense that you guys have had, but um, it's interesting. And you also said something, uh, Brendan, about how like you, you, weren't cool with like right after it happened like you were kind of shitty towards your mom despite this thing having happened and her having given you a kidney and i i had a similar experience where after i spoke up to my parents about getting molested and and we went to court it's like even though i i wasn't necessarily shitty towards them but i felt like i wasn't appreciating what they were doing for me that much like um like at the high school soccer games the the guy who molested me was there uh because the restraining order he still had the right to go see his son's soccer game was he the one giving you concussions too (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe not officially diagnosed but he definitely uh he definitely racked up a couple he tripped Um, you yeah 
know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I remember all, so all the parents would like stand in front of the, the, the guy and like block his vision. Right. And so that he couldn't see awesome. the field. Um, and in retro, like in retrospect, I'm like so thankful that they did that. Yeah. Like that was such a nice thing that they were doing. But at the time I was like kind of embarrassed and I was like, just like, dad, stop making a big deal about it. You know? And I feel like you, we have a tendency to sort of just like, you know, for whatever reason, just not want it to be like a big deal, yeah. whatever we've been through. And I think that maybe that's part of the, it's almost like a defense mechanism. Like, let's just like, don't even, don't even make it a big deal that you gave me your kidney, mom. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. something like that. That's funny. It's not a defense mechanism. Yeah. It's great that a bunch of parents can come together and be some cock blockers. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Sorry, that I was sitting great. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's, I mean, that is what it was. And that's how it's, it, it, but at the time you're just like, you just kind of want to live your life and like, you don't want it to be any sort of, you don't want to be identified as like the kid who got molested or the kid who got a kidney, you know, Dude, you yeah. want a normal life. Well, look, bro, as a teenager, you don't even want to have your acne noticed. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Let alone. Invisible. So when I first got my transplant, uh, <laughs> I, the medication they put me on made my face so fat. Like I, I, I just look like I, they have this thing called uh, moon face that, that like, like I was a real skinny kid. And then like, right. And after one summer, my face just like, I look like a balloon, you know? Yeah. And I remember going to, there's like a town carnival, uh, right, right. You know, down the block here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I remember going there with my other friend. It was my first time out after my kidney transplant. And, uh, you know, you, you're not even noticing. Yeah, like, I knew I was, uh, my face is a little different now. I, but, like, I wasn't paying too much attention to it, I guess. I, mm -hmm. You know, everybody around me was like, you're fine. And then I saw, like, this one kid who I was friends with. Like, I, w I was in his class the last year. And, uh, and I remember sitting there talking to him and he uh, looked at the other kid that I was with and he goes, uh, you know who he looks like? He looks like Brendan Ryan. Like, I had no idea. I was oh, Brendan Ryan. <laughs> Behind the fat face I am. Yeah. Wow. It, was, it was weird, man. It was like, what'd you say? I was like, I was, you know, the, that's the thing. Like at that age, you don't know how to react to stuff. I think that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like, so I was like, oh, that is me, man. I had a, kidney transplant my face is a little fat these days I yeah that's what i said <laughs> yeah. but it's like it's this weird thing i don't think you're like equipped to deal with it all so like you kind of yeah. become like yeah yeah maybe you become a shitty person i i don't know it, it, you just sort of deflect it you're not instructed on how to handle these situations and it's like part of why it's so good to have these conversations is because people that are going through similar things can have a better idea of what it will be like and like you know it's even though it was obviously super you know devastating at the time like that's pretty hilarious that somebody it just is. looked at you and was like you look like the person that you are like, yeah. that's Ooh, pretty... you look like you look like brendan ryan oh okay you. <laughs> you look like you ridiculous yeah, yeah. When you're on dialysis, they need a way in, which is through a, I guess it's called a catheter, but, uh, mine was on my chest and, uh, I was changing in the locker room and, uh, you know, this whole freaking thing is sticking out. And one of my friends looks at me, he's like, dude, you're like a robot. 
you know, he's a dumbass 14 year old kid, but I'm just like freaking devastated and crushed on the inside. Yeah. want to die. But I'm like, uh, robot, uh, you know, like I can't even yeah. do anything. And I couldn't, I couldn't shower. Right. So like mm. I had to sponge bathe. Like it was a freaking mess, bro. Yeah. On dialysis, you can't shower. Well, the way my setup was my setup, my fucking whatever was going on. Yeah. Like it, it's, it risks infection, right. When it's exposed. Right. But yeah, like there's a version where they put it in the arm and they inject every time you uh, go to die out. So that's a mess too. It's mm. all a freaking mess, bro. You're a Frankenstein freak walking around. Mm. It sucks. But I mean, talk about like building character and like becoming an individual. You're just like, well, shit, these people's normal approval is never going to come around or feels like never at least, even though you are in fact normal and part of the group. Mm. Um, but so like I, I was already geared toward introversion a little bit. So I just even introverted even more. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I feel yeah, the same way. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, you know, but like, and so it messed up my education. Like I had to get a GED cause I couldn't finish high school on time because I was freaking getting cut open and putting a kidney inside me. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a mess that you have to deal with outside of the medical stuff too. It's like, it's a yeah. life mess. Yeah, definitely. Sure is. Yeah. Do you feel, Arthur, do you feel better as like, uh, for gone through it though? Yes. You know what? Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard people talk about like getting diagnosed with cancer, those, yeah. you know, extreme cases where they kind of, um, they transcend giving a damn about the bullshit and they're just like, look, just live life. Just be happy on this spiritual shit mm -hmm. and like i've done that twice <laughs> and i'm not even 30 so like my, my life is both great and a throwaway all at the same time it's like i could die but like i'm not dead now so let's fucking do stand-up you know it's like yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's so confusing I, I don't know what to do with it but yes, I do feel like a better person. I feel like I've been through some shit outside of that, like just family shit, just like all this weird freaking like, and now my brain is just starting to wrap itself around like, okay, you know what? You took your bruises, you took your lumps, but we've, we've had some, some advantages too. Let's just make the rest of our life happen, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting thinking about like, you know, the, the, all of these things that we go through. I mean, it feels like you're so alone while they're happening. Like, I mean, I yeah. can imagine just hearing you guys talk now about your two experiences. Like I assume that you didn't at the time, like growing up in high school and stuff, did you know anybody else that was going through this kind of stuff or Hell, all the people that I was on dialysis with? <laughs> right. Right. But not in your uh, Hell no, dude. everyday life. Yeah. No, no I didn't no. have any, I, I wasn't even a, the first guy I met, was I shared a room with this guy that had surgery the next day after me, had a kidney transplant the day after me. Mm -hmm. That's just, and, and that was crazy to me. I'm like, oh, this is a guy that has the same thing as me. Yeah. I, I didn't meet anybody that had the same thing as me, you know? Yeah. 
Well, that's, I mean, it's funny because this is exactly how it felt with molestation. Like, even though there were so many kids that were going through the exact same thing, like yeah. you feel like you're the only one going through it at the time. And it's particularly with molestation because it's like, you know, so swept under the rug. Nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, but in reality, it's like, you know, it's so helpful to talk with other people that can empathize with your experiences. And, and just like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I think that if I had known somebody at the time who was like yeah i went through something like that it would have made it so much easier it's all but that that brings it back to like when you do stand up and you mention this stuff and it's like wow i wasn't alone at all this is yeah. all over the place you <laughs> yeah. never are dude you never anything. are yeah yeah because you know like i'm sure you guys have gone through like terrible breakups yeah where sure. you feel alone right mm -hmm. but somebody has been stomped on even worse than you bro. of course and there's like there's solace in that it's like well shit she didn't do that to me so <laughs> exactly doo -doo 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 -doo, yeah. you know like just so yeah and it's not that it's you know there's a spectrum of these the things that happen but everybody's got stuff and it's just like it's it's wild that most people never talk about it and feel like they can't talk about it for whatever reason um but yeah we're all so fortunate to have found stand-up not that you need stand-up to you know no, you do need an outlet stuff. though yeah yeah well, it's definitely well, an outlet it, it's helped yeah. me tremendously i i think i think so as well yeah Dude. it's and I'll say that, like, you guys were talking about people tensing up when, yeah. when you throw these topics at them. We become a manifestation of their problems a little. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. their problems are right in their face now. Yeah. And it might not be molestation. It might not be a kidney transplant. But it's like, oh, my trauma. No, 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 no. Put that down. Put that down. Put that down. Stop, stop, right. stop, stop, stop. But, like, you know, we're... Uh, we're the, we're like mini versions of shrooms, dude, just bringing it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sort of, it goes, and it can go the other way too, where people are like, maybe they, I've spoken with people that aren't, you know, in addition to the people that are like, oh, I didn't want to think about that, but now, now I am, you know, cause I, you're talking about it. Yeah. I've also had people that are like, I didn't know that you could talk about it in a funny way. And people are like craving that outlet. Like they oh, yeah. they want another way to process these things yeah. that normally make them feel so bad for even bringing up. May I ask you this, Brendan, cause this Please. is kind of unique to this situation. Uh, are you, what do you think about future needing a kidney? Oh man. How it's, does, uh, does that enter your mind? And it scares me to be honest with you. I like, I, it's, it's something I don't like to think about. And <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a big reason why I'm not good with going to the doctor because I mm. don't, I feel fine, but like, I don't want to start hearing that, uh, you know, it's time to start thinking about something. We're getting to the core baby. Well, it's going to affect somebody else's life. Yeah. Right. It's not and, just me. And for us, it's, re it's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. That, yeah. It's going to happen. Yes. What's That's the end of my life going to look like? That's what scares me. I'm not going to go retire in Florida or Arizona somewhere. I'm going to be on a dialysis machine. Is that, is that it? I don't think the end for so me? Or maybe. Ah, fuck, bro. Where's the technology going to get better? Don't make me cry. Actually, wow. uh, let me, I'll throw this at you. Okay. So I was in the process of trying to join the military recently. And, uh, you know what you do, you just don't mention that your kidney transplanted until you have to. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so I was looking up a way to 
not take the meds because that's the problem. You could have the transplant. It's the meds that are the problem. So uh, there's this method they do at Stanford. So you get the person's kidney. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's immune system. That's the problem with us that will reject the taken in kidney. So what they do is they blast you with radiation, kill your immune system, and then take out bone marrow of the donor and make that implement that into your immune system. Oh my goodness. So you go without medicine for the rest of your freaking life. And you just roll with that? Yeah. So I'm not going to do the vaccine, but I will do this very experimental freaking uh, Stanford shit. Wow. That's interesting. Wow. (laughs) Fucking science, bro. I feel like we're always on the cusp of something. So like that makes me feel good. Yeah. It's like where we are right now is not where we're going to be in another 10 years. Yeah. Not even close. No. And it's also like, you know, it's when you're thinking about death and it's interesting that we, you're thinking about what it's going to be like right before you die. What is that last experience? You know, whose lives am I going to affect? Who's going to be affected as a result of me needing another kidney, for example. It's interesting that we spend so much time thinking about what it's going to be like. And, and yet, you know, I mean, who knows what will actually happen, but it's very possible that you, technology will get to a point where these things are seamless, or maybe we'll be able to 3D print kidneys. And, you know, it, it's it's hard to know, but I do the same thing where I have a tendency to hypothesize about all these different situations that might happen. And it ends up just making the time that I do have worse. It's like, well, here's, yeah. here yeah. goes the, the present yeah. moment, just slipping away from me thinking about these hypothetical future scenarios that may never happen. Um, but but it's, it's, you know, it doesn't make it any easier necessarily thinking about them, but it's, it's also like, you know, it's good to think about because it does make you realize like oh, how lucky we are to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. It's a Winnie the Pooh quote for you. Um, but uh, yeah, man, who knows? I didn't realize, I didn't realize though, that it was like a definitive thing. Like you will absolutely yes. have to get yeah. another kidney. What is yeah. the time frame on that normally? Dude, I've had my current one for 14 years. And to be perfectly honest, it's looking like time's up. Really? Like you need kind to of, now? Kind of, not right now, but like in maybe a year, two, three. So again, it's, I don't give a damn about getting cut open, whatever. It's just that my life is going to have to be on pause. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be dialysis boy and just more annoying than and like you said brendan it's not about me it's about my mom's tears it's about my grandma's tears it's about my sister like just Mm. it's like i don't want to see other people you know i don't want to be because you're the you're the source of pain as well (laughs) you know yeah i don't want to i don't want to be that you're the reason that people have to deal with this yeah it's but it's also so great that you have people that are happy to do it for you i mean that's pretty fucking awesome that it is both yeah you're right people that were willing to do that and you know again it's like it's all how you look at these things it's entirely i mean easy to say for me with my two kidneys i guess but you know, it's like, yeah i don't you know Deliver your heart all that shit yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild, man. But it's, it's still cool to be able to see people that have 
been through, what you guys have went through that are now able to talk and laugh about it. And I, I can't even imagine how many people that you guys have affected just by doing stand-up in like comedy clubs alone, you know? And it's, it's like, I guarantee you that if you were to show your material to people around the world that had been through these things, it would be like massively impactful. It's pretty awesome stuff. And I wanted to ask you guys just another thing. What would you say to somebody who is going through this right now or maybe will go through something like this in terms of your experience and getting to the point where you're at now where you're able to laugh about it? Obviously, it's still hard. Of course, it always is. But having the ability to make jokes and, and look on the brighter side of these things that are often so negative. What would you say to somebody like that? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's... Heavy. It is. It's. I, I think everybody's got their own experience with it, their own journey, and just be grateful that you're in a situation where you can get a kidney and you have people that love you that are gonna take care of you. And I think it's good to like look at look at the people around you that like oh look look who cares for everybody. People care about you. You know, yeah. like you have people that love you, and I think that's something to take away. That. Not a lot of people can see that or, you know, even when I went through it, I didn't see it. But mm -hmm. when you look back, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty insane how many people are there for you. Yeah. So, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Man. I would say even not specific to this case, but in general, but it's great for this. Don't take it personal. As mm. odd as that sounds, you're just going through something and that's okay. And everybody is and live your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go climb a mountain, go swim in a, I, I don't know, whatever. Don't, don't be a comedian though. Cause there's plenty of us. <laughs> it's, <there>. Cause mostly <laughs> it sucks. You know, sucks. We don't any, <laughs> need any more kidney comics. There's, there's, don't need any right now. there's <laughs> too, too many. <laughs> I don't need any other kidney comics. I don't. I don't need the competition. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's both. Climb a mountain, advice. please. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to be defined by these things that have happened to you. No, and you can turn them into all. a positive if you're if you're willing to accept that it happened to you, and that you can not only heal yourself but like heal so many people along the way. And it's like it's it really just comes down to your perspective on it and recognizing that you know it may seem like you're the only person that's going through it, but not only are you not, but there are so many people out there who know exactly how you feel and can empathize with you. So. Yeah. I appreciate you guys saying that. And tell yeah. your story. Like you have a, you have such a, a, a unique, beautiful story just for you. Tell it. Yes. Other people need to hear it. So yeah. if, if yeah. you're going through that, just I, spread it, spread the love and tell everybody your story. Everybody needs to hear. It's powerful, man. Like I'm, I'm reading uh, Bukowski right now. Yeah. It's all powerful, you know? And it, like, I don't know if you guys have heard this, idea that like we are each other right so like sure. any everyone can relate to everyone you know like so because i am you talking to myself and yes like you said that beautiful story just spread it man it's it's a uh, it's powerful 
it's very yeah it feels it, it feels like people um i know i i still do this and but especially when i was starting out like i i felt the need not necessarily with molestation material but i felt like i needed to come up with stuff like fabricate these jokes and just like be funny like make something funny happen when it's like yeah. all of the good stuff is just the truth it's like whatever your actual experience was you can just go into that and figure out what really happened and be willing to accept your what was going on in your mind and what actually happened and that acceptance of the truth like really will set you free from it yes. so i uh i completely dissect it and find everything that's wrong with you <clears throat> and other people will will uh will relate to it in some way in, absolutely. in some way absolutely dudes well thank you both so much for doing this and coming on here what are your guys's instagrams i know that podcasts anything that you want to plug my instagram is brendan ryan is fun i believe i am uh <laughs> and my i have a podcast uh called the adult babies podcast the adult babies show check that out yes awesome man i definitely will my ig is resian underscore arthur it's spelled r-e-z-i-a-n and whatever random stuff i make it goes up there so perfect find me. cool thank you so much for doing this really appreciate you guys taking the time to do thanks it. for having us man that hey, was, yeah, that was fun. That's, yeah dude yeah. man that was a lot of fun i really enjoyed yes, that it was. thank you so much we'll talk thank to you, both of you again soon for sure definitely man. Arthur, Peace nice out. to meet you, man. You too, Brendan. Peace, Later, fellas. Bro.